Welcome to The M Word, where we bring you unfiltered conversations about all things marketing. Join us as we discuss the many highs and lows, bumps and twists, failures and successes of marketing and running a successful business. We are your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Get ready for an uncensored journey into the world of marketing. Today we talk with Jennifer Lemmer, a seasoned corporate communications and marketing executive. Jennifer has always thought about going out on her own, and when she was laid off in March of 2020, she immediately set up her own consulting business. We talk about the realities of learning how to get a consulting practice going, her approach to work-life balance, and how she measures success. Enjoy our conversation and let us know, how do you define success in your career or business? Thanks for listening. Hi, Jen. Welcome to The M Word. We're so glad to have you here. Thanks for having me today. You and I met for the first time about a month ago. We had coffee. Mm -hmm. We were connected by another marketing professional here in Arlington. And um, I think we hit it off well and have lots in common. But uh, tell our listeners about your business and what you do. So I run a solo consulting firm. And I focus on employee engagement and executive branding. So that means I partner with leaders uh, to help them talk more about their company vision, their mission, their personal passions. And then I also work with companies to help them connect better with their employees and in the long term have better employee uh, satisfaction over time. How long have you been doing this? Uh, 20-ish years. I've kind of been all over the place, uh, but in starting my business, I really wanted to focus and target into an area that I felt really confident in, really passionate about, and this is where I've landed. So all of the work I've done over the last two-ish decades has brought me here. So did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur? Like, was that an intentional path that you were on, um, or did that happen as part of circumstance? 100% would not have considered myself an entrepreneurial spirit at all. Uh, Happenstance, definitely. I always saw my career as being at one company and kind of ascending to the top and leading a huge team and doing a lot of cool international work. But then life happens, right? Like you start out, you're really ambitious in your 20s and your 30s and then, you know, getting married and having kids. And um, I started to rethink what was it that I really wanted out of my career and it did not feel like climbing the corporate ladder was gonna work for me and my family anymore. So fast forward to uh, January 1st, 2020, I am a huge New Year's resolution maker and I keep them too. So (laughs) that year I decided it was gonna be the year that I was gonna do something different. I didn't know what that was. I wanted to figure out how to quit my job um, and freelance or do something. I didn't know what that looked like. I had Um, At that point, a three-year-old and a just-turned-one-year-old, and I was like, well, I'll just work my day job. I'll figure this out as a side hustle. People are doing that now. And then when the pandemic started, it was like, oh, I might lose my job. And then I was furloughed, and I was like, oh, I have lost my job. So now life has really answered my resolution. I don't have a choice now but to get going and get started. So um, I think it was the day I was furloughed or the day after I filed all my business paperwork. Was that a, oh shit, I got furloughed? Or was it like, oh, thank God, I got furloughed. I can do this now. Uh, for sure, oh shit. <laughs> right? I, mean, I can look back at it now with rose-colored glasses and be like, oh, that was the move I needed. I'm so glad that happened to me. But at the time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a stay-at-home mom now. I have no time to do anything. I felt like my brain was just melting away. Plus with all the pressures from just pandemic life and all of that. 
Um, it was the first time I had been home with my kids for that long of a period of time all day. And my husband, oh my God, all day, every day. I was like, I have to figure out something or I am going to go completely crazy. So it was, oh shit, because I had not done any of the prep work to get to that point. It was just all of a sudden, now I have time. Do you mind if we talk a little bit about, it's like, I, I find when I talk to female entrepreneurs, like you cannot separate femaleness from entrepreneur, even though mm-hmm. like I'm totally part of that camp. It's like, you know, woman, scientist. No, it's just scientist. Right. We're just, but you know, when you brought it up, like you were a stay-at-home mom, like half the world just ended up unexpectedly mm-hmm. having to care for little ones, which is an insane undertaking outside of a pandemic. Right. So how how do you, what is your philosophy or approach around sort of the, the concept of working mom or work-life balance? Is that like a bullshit idea for you or is that, do you lean into it? Like where, where do you fall on all of that uh, female stuff? Well, I feel like balance is a lie, right? I think we're all looking for balance that does not exist and you cannot find it, whether you are working a nine to five job, whether you're staying at home full time or whether you're doing some combination in between. So for me, leaning into it is really figuring out a schedule that works for me and our family. Uh, And the great thing about being an entrepreneur is being able to chunk my time and create a schedule that works, you know, for clients that also allows me to skip out in the middle of the day to go to the school play. Uh, So I think, you know, it's it's given me more of a voice to stand up for that and to really help support people who are dealing with that. I mean, my kids are six, four and two now, so I don't have a baby, but I work with a lot of people who are like, you know, they're in that corporate lifestyle, they're having their first kid or their second kid, and they're like, how do I make this work? And I feel like that experience that I went through with the pandemic, total career shift, little kids, then having a baby like a year into the pandemic and working all that together with the business, like that's another value add because I have that experience to share with clients and be like, listen, I've been there. It's terrible for everybody. Like, how can I help you with that? That's pretty impressive, though. You had you started your own business mm-hmm. and had a baby during the pandemic. <laughs> That's a lot. I don't necessarily recommend it. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend a lot of things. Uh, a lot of the choices I've made uh, in my career necessarily. However, it's in those like really tough times, those really challenging times, you learn the most about yourself, and you really have to um, believe in what you're doing. Really push through that. Um, you know, and I think that makes you better overall. So, um, I don't know. I, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. What was I thinking? But, uh, it all worked out. (laughs) So looking back, what was one thing that you learned about yourself that you didn't know? I think I learned that I'm smarter and more strategic than I thought I was. Um, you know, you, you look at your resume and you're like, wow, I have all these different experiences. I've been in the workforce for X number of years, but I'm still answering to like a hierarchy. I have a boss, I have a performance review. I'm trying to get a promotion that's going to maybe give me more money. Maybe it's just going to be a title change. Like there are all these different layers. And I think I didn't realize until I was on my own and figuring it out and really having to sell myself and sell what I'm offering that I could say like, oh, wow, like. I actually do know stuff. This is valuable in the marketplace. I have a lot to offer here. Um, so I think, you know, learning that I was uh, smarter than I maybe would have given myself credit for back then has been a huge lesson for me. And I want to probe on, because you said 
there's some things you've done and choices you've made in your career that maybe you, in hindsight you wouldn't recommend. And I, I think it's unfair to ourselves to always judge our history in hindsight because we are different people now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when you think of all of those different um, points along your career path, are there things that you don't think have served you now and what you're doing? Or do you have any regrets? You know, I don't know if it's necessarily a regrets, but I look back at certain jobs that I stayed in maybe a little bit too long. I think every point has brought me to where I am now. So I don't necessarily regret all of it because, you know, if I had tried to start a business like 10 years earlier, I wouldn't, I don't think it would have lasted. I don't think I had the skill set, hard skills or soft skills to make it work. Um, I mean, I think there are, I think there are choices I made trying to balance professional and personal I would have done a little bit differently. Uh, I would not, um, I would not necessarily uh, take a new job like before telling people that I was pregnant, (laughs) for example, and all of that stuff, you know, starting a new job and having a brand new baby. I might not have taken jobs that had super long commutes knowing that I had little kids at home. So I think some of those things where I like really pushed into, um, you know, being this, what I thought was like the super successful career woman and sort of taking a step back and be like, well, what do I actually want? Like, what are my real goals here? What am I compromising to try and get to this fake idea of what career woman looks like? I think maybe those might uh, count as regrets in a way. So how do you measure success now, given, given that you've you're approaching it differently. Well, the funny thing is, I always say I'm a bad business owner because I don't set like real revenue goals. For me, the business is successful if I'm having fun, working with people I like, and making money, and also doing work that I find is meaningful. So if I'm checking all of those boxes, like it's never going to be unsuccessful to me. If there was a point where I feel like I'm failing in one or more of those areas, then maybe I would have to reevaluate how I'm how I'm doing the business. So how long did it take to get this kicked off? Like from the time you started your LLC, when was your first client? And like, when did you feel like, oh, I can do this? Um, that's a really great question as far as the timing goes. So I, the paperwork was filed in March of 2020. I think my first paying client was maybe in August and it was like a former boss who was starting her own business and was like, will you do a website for me? I, I just saw yours and it looks really good. I don't know how to do websites, by the way. I was like learning as I was going. And I was like, sure, I'll do this website for you. Didn't know how to price it. Gave her like this really low uh, low dollar number and it ended up taking me so many more hours. <laughs> I think at the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, that was like seven fifty an hour for that <laughs> website. And that's a good lesson too. Like, don't say yes to things that you know you're not really good at. So from from end of March to, I guess, maybe August, that was my first paying client. But I was so afraid to tell people I had started a business. Because it's like, oh, you started a business? Well, who are your clients? Well, I didn't have any clients. I was out, like, hustling, as you do, calling people, um, setting up meetings with strangers, that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not a real business if I don't have any clients. The moment I kind of announced it on LinkedIn, that's when the leads started coming in. And I was like, oh, why was I not doing this before? Why wasn't I telling people I was working on this project? You don't even know who's out there to support you if you keep it all to yourself. Uh, So that's kind of the timing from beginning to getting paid. (laughs) 
I think that's an excellent lead-in to share more about, like, you've built a community for other entrepreneurs to support mm-hmm. each other. Was that born out of this idea of feeling like you didn't have the support you needed when you launched or the tools to, to sort of do it in a way that you felt good about? You know, there were a couple of things that inspired me to start the community. One was, yeah, exactly. When you're starting out, you have no idea what you're doing, um, you know, even even like starting a contract, what does a contract look like? Should I have a retainer? Should I be hourly? How do I do that? People just don't know. I didn't know. Um, and you end up selling yourself short if you don't have that kind of expertise in the background. Uh, another piece of it was I felt like I got a ton of support. People came out of the woodwork that I hadn't talked to in like 15 years who were like, oh my gosh, didn't know you were doing this. Can I introduce you to so-and-so? I know this other person who's starting a company. So I was having all these one-off meetings, one-off coffees with people, a lot of them in the Northern Virginia area. And I was like, why don't I just mash all these people together? They're all so smart. We're all doing similar communication stuff, but in like a very finite area, right? Um, And there's no reason to compete with people because I think we can all help each other. Um, The third piece of it, I know you guys like to talk about fuck ups, so I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I love it. We didn't even have to probe. (laughs) Um, So I, I was working with a client and they were looking for Uh, a really specific graphic design thing. And I was like, oh, I know somebody who does that. I'm going to look like an all-star to this client. I'm going to bring this person in. They're going to solve this issue for my client. So I did that. But what I didn't do was contract them under me. And so what happened was um, this person uh, gave my client like a huge bill. and they loved, they loved the work, they loved everything about it, but I was like, oh, wait a second, I just gave away my contacts. And then this person started like rating my contacts. And I was like, hey, you know, you probably should have cut me in on this. You know, I'm kind of new to the business world. I, you know, friends helping friends in business. And the answer I got was, oh yeah, 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 maybe next time. And I was, <laughs> and then uh, they gave the client a discount on the services, so could have, could have cut me in as like a nice referral. And it, it was only gonna be like a couple thousand dollars for me, right? But it was the principal. And I was like, you know what? That's not cool in my book. Mm-hmm. So not only am I not gonna work with this person again, not gonna refer them out, mm-hmm. and I need to find a way to make sure that other people don't make the same mistake. Because at the end of the day, it was just a couple thousand dollars to me. It's like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not that big a deal. Oh, cheaper than an MBA, right? Right, exactly. The school, the school of hard knocks taught me uh, find people around, you know, build the community that you want to be a part of, right? So let me bring in people that I know who I know are smart, trustworthy, are not going to steal clients or work or do any double dealing stuff. And like, let's all be successful together. And that's kind of the, the genesis of how the community started. That's fantastic. So what's the name of this community and how would listeners find it? Uh, it's on Slack. It's called GalPal. I don't know a lot about Slack if we're searchable, but if somebody wanted to reach out to me to um, to learn more or, or tap into the network, I'm certainly happy to set up a chat and see what might work. Yeah, I think we can set a public channel, but I think... For now, it's best to keep it invite only, but it I'm a part of the channel and it's been great and very helpful. And I think too, and I'm just going to speak from my own experience um, as a female entrepreneur, I think we're afraid to admit that we don't know something, mm-hmm. to admit 
um, that maybe we need help and not just in entrepreneurship. I think we are that with being a parent Mm -hmm. and I, I wish that I, I think these communities where women can come together and talk about the struggles with running a business, with raising kids, having teenagers, having babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jen, another thing that you and I have in common is we're both military spouses. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a whole other layer and, you know, set of hardships, but also support. And how has being a military spouse... um, helped you through this or made it harder? Uh, Definitely made it harder. Uh, so my husband's in the Navy Reserve, and uh, which means it's not like he goes on, you know, big, long deployments. Uh, it's more like a few months or a few weeks. But when you have little kids, it's really tough. Like the first time he went away after we had kids, I had a three-month-old, three-month-old, a two-year-old, a five-year-old. I don't even know how old they were. <laughs> was barely like surviving <laughs> so uh i mean i think it's really given me a new sense of empathy for what people are going through and you know as far as my clients are concerned i was very open about um trying to let them know what was going on in my life just in case i needed a schedule shift or um i mean that's part of being authentic as part of the like what i offer to uh, so I think it, it helped me uh, schedule my time a little bit better, but also just have another layer of empathy for what people are going through. I wouldn't say necessarily has helped me. And I, I don't know if you found this too in the reserve community. It's a little bit different because you don't necessarily have a built-in uh, support community. I don't know a lot of people who've been through that to even like ask questions. So I kind of felt in a way I was on my own in that sense. But at the same time, I had the business and I was like I have to keep this running like it almost became like an outlet right like a form of therapy because you know whenever you end up single parenting (laughs) it becomes a disaster everything breaks everyone's sick you're dying inside and I was like oh my gosh but I have the business I can I can get through it I'm gonna make it through I remember the years. My kids are much older now, but I remember, like, I love Mondays. I loved them. I was, like, there either with the nanny at their preschool, and I could be in my office doing adult things, and it was just this wonderful, like, I did not dread Mondays when they were little, which (laughs) sounds horrible, but I totally We love our kids. They love us. Everybody benefits from a break. And they benefit, like they benefit from kid time. We benefit from adult time. So I say there's no shame in that game. <laughs> That's exactly right. So how do you answer the question? Like, so how's business? I always say business is great. I mean, even when it's not. Well, I, I mean, again, it goes back to what are what are my goals? If I was setting myself, you know, a certain revenue goal and I wasn't hitting that, then maybe I would say business is not great. But again, it goes back to have fun, make money, work with people I like, do work that I find is meaningful. I am still checking all of those boxes. And, you know, the business has grown every single year. So maybe I maybe ask me when business is down. But business is always good because I feel like I always have something going, whether it's a current client, it's a potential client. I have a lunch to chat with somebody about a partnership. Like there's just, you know, I, I have uh, professional development things. Like I'm always busy, if that makes sense. I'm always trying to push myself to the next level. Um, so I don't know if that's the best way to, um, to run a business. I feel like I'm still learning that piece of it. Um, but yeah, I have, 
I, there are benefits beyond whether it's good or bad monetarily. Like I am loving everything I'm learning. I'm loving everything I get to do. I feel very lucky to have that. How are you finding your clients? Uh, referrals. Word of mouth. <laughs> Word of mouth. And I know, I know that's, that's not the du jour thing to do. You should have like a real pipeline and all of that. And the fact of the matter is I'm not super organized in general. I'm very, very like winging it. I've gotten better. I think I can still improve. But yeah, a lot of it is doing really good work for people and just like networking all of the time. I mean, I get frustrated as well. Like I, with this idea that there's a certain way that means you're mm. doing your business uh, mm-hmm. well. Like someone else's measurement of like what you should be doing right. and what is clearly bringing you satisfaction and joy in your process. Like who cares if you're not doing it those people's way? And I, I, I share your affliction for sort of um, what I call like professionally winging it. Mm-hmm. And uh I wasn't born in business, you know, I took, like you, I, I think I, I, I relate to you quite a bit because like you, I took this like long trajectory of skill building, professional development in a lot of different places to bring it together to be able mm-hmm. to serve clients because it takes perspective to be able to serve as a consultant um, or an advisor. Um, and, and I've been frustrated at times with like, where's the playbook like yeah. why do I why do I have to be the nth zillionth person to figure out the pricing model or the marketing m- model or the gr- the growth or or what's reasonable or mm-hmm. what's what's a measure of success and then it, it's like well who cares yeah <laughs> as, I mean, lo- as long as you're happy right well yeah, and you raise a really good point I think you know just thinking back to the answer I just gave you it a lot of it goes back to like what are the mindsets that we're conditioned to have right. It's the same with business. It's the same with parenting. Like, if you do all these steps, you will raise successful people who will contribute to society. If you follow all these steps, you're going to have a business that basically runs itself, right? I mean, we see it on LinkedIn all the time. It's like, you know, 10,000 customers in three months. How did this person have like a nine-figure month? And it's like, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I have to – you're right. I do have to check myself sometimes because, um, you know, getting out of that mindset of like, this is the way it must be done in order to fit somebody else's uh, measure of success is the wrong way to approach it. So thank you for reminding me of that. (laughs) So Jen, you are three years in. Mm -hmm. Would you ever go back? Not willingly. (laughs) And that's not a ding to anywhere I've worked. I really enjoyed the people and the things I got to do at all all of my jobs. Um, but I think the level of freedom that I have now, I mean, my kids don't remember a life when mom couldn't do pick up or drop off or something like that. They don't remember a life where, um, you know, I was in the car for like two to three hours a day, like not feeding them dinner type thing because I had to be in an office. Uh, so, and I think, you know, being able to pick and choose the kinds of work I want to do, the kinds of people I want to work with, um, setting rates that I feel fit what I'm bringing to the table, that's all super empowering. And I'm not sure I'm ready to go back to the the old way of doing things. And you know what? There is no old way anymore. Everything's shifted in the three years since I had a business. So I might not even fit into corporate life anymore. We, I hope I don't have to find out anytime soon. <laughs> Who inspires you? Oh my gosh. I think our the community of women entrepreneurs that I meet 
constantly inspiring, constantly motivating me to think about things differently, be more creative, up my skill set. You know, I see what other people are doing and I'm like, that's so clever. Why didn't I think of that? You know, I've tried to really be an encourager of other people too, because I find that helps me be more um, engaged with what I'm doing too, right? It's not like, oh, you know, you have something in your teeth type thing. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, good for you. Um, So I think just really tapping into that network and finding out like, what are people working on? What's an issue that you're having? What's a success you've had lately? Like, what's your hype song at the moment? Like all those kinds of things really give me a lot of energy. So I find that constant inspiration just around me that I have the chance to tap into. I love it. And if someone wanted to connect with you online, where do they find you? LinkedIn is the best place. I have sort of a defunct uh, Instagram at the moment. I just can't, I can't do all of the things well. So I had to really hone in on LinkedIn. I feel like that's my, uh, that's the best place to reach me right now. Or my website, jenniferlemmer.com. You can certainly reach out to me there. Well, I think what you've accomplished in the last three years is incredible. And I love that you're cheering for other female entrepreneurs. And it was a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming, Jen. Thanks for having me. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is by Ben Mulchandani, also known as Moochie. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan and Emily Rare. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani. 